1: Welcome to this, the 88th instalment of this not award-winning podcast, it's the Squareball Podcast, and we are here on the 10th of December, it's the 11th of December actually, isn't it? We all alright? All yeah. Are you fucking with the format? I am fucking with the format, because hey listen, Footloose and Fancy Free now, we won an award in London, we'll, we'll come on to that I'm sure, we'll mention it throughout this podcast. Our award? Yes, but first of all let me introduce Michael. Hello. And Moscow. Our award. <laughs> Are we going well, to
2: mention our award? Can we mention it now? What was it an award for? Football Sports Federation Fanzine
1: of the Year 2014. It's Sexiest got along with, uh, Fanzine of the Year. <laughs> and that Fanzine, by the way, issue five, is out against Fulham on Saturday. Yeah, you know, it's got some great articles in it about us winning an award.
2: We don't we don't like to talk about it all the same. <laughs> we have put it on the cover. although, And yes, there is an article inside. And of the 48-page spread inside. Yeah, the... The uh, fold-out poster, it's like a gatefold sleeve with a full-length photograph. of. We found Oddy, briefly. We had him, and then we lost him again. I was just about again. to say, I, do, I, I thought I remembered him being there. But... Do you remember the photo shoot that night? Well, you haven't seen the finished mag yet, so we've put that as like a, <laughs> a centrefold spread, about four in the morning. We thought we'd better photograph him for posterity. Not, f- not for the family. And his
1: posterior for yeah. posterity. Oddie in his pants, yeah. Well, Oddie, we did find him lurking around Leeds station uh, before we headed off last Monday. Uh, unfortunately, he's not well tonight. He was going to make a triumphant return, wasn't he? But he's, um, he's not. He's laid in bed ill. That's what well, you get from eating from bins for weeks on
2: end. <laughs> well, this is true. Yes, his, his entry back into society is, you know, the, the doctors are hopeful that he will reassimilate assimilate into, into the, the town. we just got to all pull together around him and make him feel like one of us again.
3: As the elder statesman of the group, he should have been holding us together
2: on that trip, but he was a disgrace, I don't mind saying. To be fair, picking him out as a disgrace is a little bit harsh. Only one person picking him was out sick. As old, picking him out as old, that's
1: fair.
3: Only one person was as sick and assaulted me as I leant out of a window.
0: <laughs> White watching.
1: First up, then, the football. Uh, we went into this fortnight absolutely furious at Luke Varney's dive for, for Blackburn. Um, We were incandescent with rage and we cast aside those Varney Demons by um, demolishing Derby. We put in a fantastic performance, not for 45 minutes, not even for 60, not for 75, but for 90 whole minutes. When did we last play 90 minutes of football? We do it all the time, once a week Mm. normally. All right, technicalities.
2: When did we last play 90 minutes of football? This good?
1: Back to back. we've, We've done a good second half and a good first half now and again, but I mean... Between the first whistle and the last one, not for a while. That pre-season game, 16-0. FC Gardinia showed them, didn't we? Those losers. Has anybody checked their
2: results since? Are they even still a club? I imagine they're not published anywhere but the local paper. I'm starting to wonder. There's no footage of that game. I don't remember ever seeing any photos from it. I'm sure Dave Hockaday didn't just make it all up. Adam, Popey, you've come a long way over it. Just tell people it was 16-0. Just live tweet a fake game. You know that. You know that funny song. Let's pretend we scored a goal. Let's do that 16 times. And he's got the the
1: Leeds Twitter guy held at gunpoint, <laughs> telling him what to publish. Who scored a hat trick? Was it Noel Hunt? Noel Hunt, yeah. Tell them Noel Hunt <laughs> scored a hat trick. Tell them the most ridiculous, unbelievable thing you can think of. Yeah, all that. Yeah, so fantastic performance. 90 minute performance against Derby, and Antonucci at the double either side of half time. Both goals created down the left. Is that a who-scored type strength that we have? Strength, good on left?
2: It's looking that way. We are strong down the left, up the left, in the left. It was nice because all our goals this season have felt, even if they've not all been exactly like it, have felt like they've all been scored from 20 yards, middle of the pitch, low shot to the bottom corner, every single one the same. But suddenly, players, Mo at first, and then Warnock at the byline, crossing it. Antonucci actually in the box, not just standing near it. Scoring, close range goals, I love them.
1: Now you weren't at this one, were you, Michael? No. Why were you not at this one? Family thing. Well, what it was very much... What <laughs> you wait was...
3: ages, don't you, for a game like this? <laughs> what it was very and much I like... The, and I missed the black Ball game, because I had the shits. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I've, I've, if I don't turn up, we seem to be pretty good.
2: Are you going on Saturday?
1: I'm afraid so. Bollocks. Do you know what? I, I had to give up a free ticket to the Derby game, because I was helping to switch on. I was hosting the Christmas light switch on in Armley. Wow And I couldn't risk uh, getting out of L: Which, which time. wing? <laughs> maximum security, baby, maximum security. Yeah. So I'm,
2: I'm the only one who cares about Leeds United winning. I, I'm the only one who turns up when they put on a good performance. They, they do their best, and you just turn your backs.
3: I was pleased to see the result despite not being there. I felt in some way.: <laughs> I text.
2: Oh Oh good, I see that United have won.: <laughs> Oh, I do like that Antonucci. I did text my Derby supporting mate ahead of this game and said congratulations on your three points. They were going to absolutely... They should have battered us. I don't know what it was why Derby were so bad. They seemed to set out to just kick everything. There was a lot of needless fouling. And that little Will Hughes that was supposed to have signed to Barcelona has just turned into Michael Brown with blonde hair. Michael Blonde. Michael Blonde. He was in the ear of the referee the whole game and just disgusting to watch. This leads into the Ipswich game a bit. I think it worked to our benefit that our midfield are such a bunch of um, soft, young pansies. I perhaps wouldn't say that to Alex Moritz's face. He looks barrel-like, like like Maradona. But they didn't get drawn into scrapping with Derby too much because I think if they got drawn into scrapping, they would lose. So they just sort of settled for, um, in Adrianne's case, diving... Well. Can, say, you Can we even call it? You a say dive?
3: they're soft, but Adrian took that tackle like a real man. <laughs> Put me in mind of Vinnie
2: Jones in the the early nineties. Just got up and got on with it. Exactly. <laughs> he, uh, Dusted
3: himself
1: off. Didn't they, make a fuss. They P- picked up his missing teeth. Yeah.
2: They didn't let themselves get drawn into trying to retaliate on all that stuff. They just got instead just cheated what in another one. Cheated. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. That was a breathtaking thing. It's the most probably. I know that we regarded sometimes as a bit of a media sideshow and a, a carnival for the world, a circus act, if you will. Nothing has had as much coverage as Adrian's Dive that we've done probably ever. I, I know that there were Czechoslovakian newspapers reporting on it, websites reporting on it. There was one American like culture blog called Kotka, that suddenly, you you know, you read it for the latest news about what's happening in America, and suddenly it's like, check out this crazy soccer player. Look what he's doing. He's jumping like a fish. It's like, what the? Leave us alone, for God's sake. (laughs) Years of Bates and you never cared. Why don't you cover the fact that, you know, here is... Look at this crazy... Colonel Sanders has gone nuts and he's bought a club in England. No, it's... You can't summarise Ken Bates in a seven-second clip, though, can you? Well, Radio Yorkshire certainly can't
3: half an hour of time do
1: you think um, Massimo would have been upset at um, Adrian stealing the, the limelight here
2: um, from Mini-Me <laughs> any, any of it it was Mini-Me with the Derby yes it was because uh, because I remember distinctly looking at well the thought processes first at half time you see a picture of what's he called Vern Troyer Vern Troyer in the ground and you think that's a Photoshop you think well if you're us, you think Amen and you're about to fire off an email and tell him to put his Photoshop away and then it becomes clear that it's real. And then you think, what the fuck is going on? And then at full-time, when we've won 2-0, you think, thank fuck we actually won that game. Because if we had lost, and at half-time there had been a tweet with Nora, Eddie, Terry George and Mini-Me... What's going on? It's a very hard picture to explain. Like, as I said, I was at a family thing.
3: And I was kind of looking through on social, like, Twitter and Facebook. The, the pictures went everywhere. Because, again, another yeah. thing of ours that's been m- massively popular... Probably more people have seen pictures of Mini-Me in that East Stand with Terry George than have seen Alan Clarke scoring an FA Cup winner. Yeah, if, just, just trying to explain to my cousin who's not a particularly football fan, this is, yeah, that's the daughter of the person who owns the club, yep. That's, that's a boyfriend, s-
1: So I mean a brother. That's a brother, they
3: may have maybe a thing. <laughs> Almost certainly not, just by the, for the lawyers. Not, just not actually. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. Mini me, you probably recognise from uh, films such just- as p- popular film Austin Powers, and the other guy is Terry George, who runs Mister Gay UK at uh, bent dot com, and a series of bars in Leeds, and they're all getting together to watch the football, <laughs> as you do.
2: What was nice as well was the people, the websites that covered that, that clearly didn't really know. Anything about it beyond Vern Troyer and gorgeous girl and having it reported that way? Vern Troyer turns up with hot stuff at Leeds. Getting no, this re- that's really just like scratching the surface of the story. It, it doesn't even begin to describe. But yeah, I mean, imagine. Im- I mean, I don't like to look for the the negatives in everything, but just imagine trying to explain that if we lost. Oh, because the last time we lost, what was the big game we lost when Milanich got sacked? Who did we play? Wolves, Wolves. wasn't it? And then that night. There we are on Instagram. There's Nora with her knickers off saying, come on, lads, cheer up. And this time, all we've got is like, well, we've kind of done that now. Here's mini me. Does that help? What next? (laughs) Yeah. Here's a lion riding a motorcycle around a wall of death. Come on, lads. (laughs) Cheer up. It's only football. You must wonder what, I mean, Steve McLaren is not perhaps the most credible of footballers after his Dutch accent and his brolly, but people must turn up to Ellen Road have Adrian dying on the pitch and then being miraculously resurrected and seemingly um, ascending halfway to heaven before plunging back down to earth. And then you've got Vern Troy nipping around on his little mobility scooter <laughs> and you just get back on the coach after losing 2-0. And I know we used to have that Fortress Elland Road thing where you'd get back on the coach after Norman Hunter had absolutely snapped every one of your players in half. Now we're just like out-surrealing teams, just like getting up, le- making them leave with like an LSD headache. <laughs> it's the new Fortress... drug-rous Ellen Road? Does that work? No. No. (laughs) Uh, Back to the match. Um, And this one, Pierce was dropped to the bench. Your thoughts on that? I felt it improved us. (laughs) Well, we got a clean sheet. What can you say? I did worry at first. We looked... um, Belushki and Cooper seemed indecisive about who should be saying, push up, drop back. You know, those two basic kind of offside trap things. There wasn't a lot of that. But then we kept a clean sheet and this kind of often happens i can i can't what was the last game we kept a clean sheet in there's not been many but i, I came george
3: graham was in charge
2: <laughs> i remember thinking that one thing oh we had a really weird lineup in defense thing that's never going to work what a mistake to the maker and we kept a clean sheets so i was like well whatever so same here i don't know what works the problem is nobody else seems to either because we go to ipswich
1: welcome to the square ball podcast everyone Ooh, yeah well let's segue into ipswich then and antonucci scored again early we are definitely almost certainly going to be promoted at this point aren't we four minutes in Antonucci
2: scores early is how you spell momentum
3: how do you spell what happened after shit oh ok did watch this one on a stream when we lost so I, I, I don't think it matters Jonah. You? if you're watching it on the internet though, that, that doesn't affect anything no. does it surely no
1: the football gods can't see that sort of stuff
3: Having not seen the derby game this seemed a continuation of what had happened before
2: almost like derby was just a dream yeah a fantasy of what football could be like
3: yeah Vern Trier on a, a unicorn or, or whatever whatever happens in dreams Yeah, we were awful again. We just can't seem to defend against any team that puts any sort of physical
2: pressure on us. I'm not even sure the pressure was that physical. I think the pressure was just coming from the ball being being near our goal.
3: They they just pressed us really quickly, though. Whenever Mm. we had the ball, they were just on us, and it meant we were spent most of the game passing it in a panic, like going. We've been told to do
1: passing football. Oh shit, shit, shit! Oh, and then it just didn't really work. Well, I mean, is is that one of the things we can conclude from this couple of games is that we now know we can play against tippy-tappy teams, but we're useless against the in-your-face type football teams? I
2: think so. After praising our sort of youthful naivety against Derby as an advantage against Ipswich, it was clear that sort of it works against us because this was the classic before and after half-time was like the old... um, We've seen it in Grayson, McDermott, Warnock, not necessarily in that order eras of just collapsing like a like an empty fruitcake and <laughs>
1: it was all right I mean not like a house of cards or
2: no an no. empty fruitcake we conceded the first goal and that was disappointing because it was bad second one's a rubbish penalty to give away but then if you get to half time it's 2-1 there's some hope but instead there was just that awful goal just before halftime where everybody Cooper had sort of wandered over to give Warnock a cuddle and they were just hanging out on the touchline, having a chat while whoever it was nipped in and scored, and then come out for the second half. And um, it's bloody Mick McCarthy has obviously just gone, right, Neil Redfern in that will be in that other dressing room now, whipping them up for the second half for them to come out at you. And it's not going to work. They'll come out and they'll be shit. So attack them like anything for the first 10 minutes, and you'll get another goal and we can all go home. And that's exactly what happened. They just come out, pressure on, we don't mark from corners because, hey, what's the point?
3: Heading doesn't seem to be a big part of the um, the tactics anymore. We don't score from them. We don't really defend with them. We're doing away we don't, with headers. We don't win them in the centre of midfield.
2: The game is called football, and I think we're going back to basics. Football. It's probably something that Dave Hockaday instilled at his very first training session. Lads. A full hour session on the meaning of the word football. Let's discuss the game we all love. I think we need to go back to just how crap
3: that third goal was. The entire left side of the team just didn't seem to be there.
2: We've just been discussing how the entire left side of our team is a strength, and now here you are slagging it off. How can it?
1: You're a hypocrite, Michael. (laughs) You're a hypocrite, and I won't stand for
3: it. Attacking, attack well down the left. Defend poorly down the left. That's what. That might be because
1: we're committing too many men
2: forward Mm. down the left. To be fair, the goal was again Warnock attacking from left back I think
3: partly it's a fault of the so leave him alone of the system we have though because the only width comes from your fullbacks mm. which means if you ever are going to attack down the wings your fullbacks have to go forward and because we don't have an actual proper defensive midfielder who drops in and fills any gaps you just end up with two centre backs
1: yeah Piers return to the defence for this game coincidence <laughs> he's oh, as big well, a I, as all in is. stop having a go at Pierce. is it all Pierce's fault
2: Tom Lee's ain't here anymore, so you know we
1: need, we, yeah, we need a scapegoat.
2: He is definitely the scapegoat du jour.
3: I feel a bit sorry for him because he's, he's been our best defender for the last two years. But
1: mm. what well, what what is what is the problem then? Systems. <laughs> <laughs> the diamond
2: doesn't help. I think it's true. It looked good against Derby, but we are asking a lot of Warnock and Byram, and there are times when it does seem the two wide players of the diamond are basically stood right next to. Warnock and Byram, and you think, we're back to uh, four wingers, the old, the good old days of having four wingers, but no actual fullbacks. And that's asking a lot of Belushki and Pierce. We stick very, Cooper.
3: very rigidly to it as well. It's n- its not like we ever start a game, realise it's not going well, and then it switches and Adrian pulls out hmm. and goes left and Dakar maybe moves to the right and we go with one up front. We just
1: keep playing it until... The game finishes and we've lost. So is it a case then that teams, like you, like Derby, tried to come and play out and play their game against us um, and we managed to out-football them, but then Ipswich, for example, have said, right, well, we'll stop them playing because they're playing in this formation. Then we'll
2: assert our game. Stop Byram and Warnock and hurt Adrian and you kind of got us done, really. But um, we can't pass on without commenting on uh, Rudy Austin's contribution because I think that shot in the second half that went out for for the Mm. throw-in, some people... (laughs) Might criticise a player for that. However, I want to take time out and say, Rudy Austin, thank you for lightening, lightening the mood in the second half because even before that ball had hit the touchline, basically as soon as he, it had left his foot, I was in gales of laughter. Just one, at the, the fact he'd even tried to shoot from there. Two, at how far it was going wide as soon as it left his foot. And, then, and you knew. And then three... The fact that it did then just bounce out for a if throw there, If
3: there hadn't been advertising balls, I imagine there was fields beyond there. It may have ended up behind him, eventually. It just kept going. Because it, it, it was definitely curling away from the goal, wasn't it? It was not, it was not even heading in and the right how. direction by the end. So It, it did well at played, least me to the fact that he was on. Because when you watch it on a stream and there's no commentary or anything, you don't really get a particularly good shot of players even coming on and the picture's fuzzy and you're checking your phone or whatever it's like when, stuff's, old-fashioned when stuff's happening. Again, and it? then you think, is that, is that Billy Sharp? When did he come on? When did he was he come on for? And then you realise Austin's playing, he's put it out of play. He was some of the least effective substitutions I've, I think I've ever seen, to the extent that I, I didn't notice they were playing.
2: Are you suggesting Redfern out? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very good indeed. Ineffective
2: right. substitutions have done for a lot of Leeds managers. That's one of the first hairs on the palms of your hand are the first signs of madness. Ineffective substitutions are the first sign of fans starting to lose patience. What was that substitution about? Oh, Red is, he don't know what he's doing.
3: We've never had anyone who could do it, though. McDermott used to just bring on Matt Smith, was his thing. Put a big man on. Grayson was all right, but... you got
2: to say, uh, yeah, um...
3: Warnock used
1: to bring on people so he could get half the bonus money. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Again, that's not true, is it? It's, it's not proven. <laughs> it's not true. All this leaves us in 16th position now after 20 games. It's where I want to be. A third of the season is gone, basically. And That's we, flown by. Yeah, we're, we're in 16th position. We are five points off relegation spots. Still worried or not so worried? Lovsko, you must be pleased. You predicted we'd finish... 22nd, wasn't 22nd. It? We're,
3: we're well exceeding your expectations. Uh,
2: um, yes, yes. Leeds United playing above expectations in 16th. Um, I think
3: I predicted 15th. Did we finish 15th last year? I think we did. I've forgotten my prediction. I think I finished, predicted we'd finish exactly the same position as last year, which I mm. think was 15th.
2: Well, see. So you're you're nearly there. I've got a bit of a dive to go. There's time yet. We're There's all t- rooting
3: for you. Yeah, exactly.
0: The
1: News. Well, where to start with this one other than this famous sound? We've brought it back and we play the sacking siren um, because Massimo Cellino has been disqualified from being a director of our football club – did we did we see this one coming? Anyone does that constitute a sacking? Well, It doesn't, but we, we've sort of broadened it out haven't we, too. It's, it's like he's been
2: um, invited to leave, isn't it? Yeah. The football league haven't sacked him because they can't, but they have sort of said we'd we'd rather you weren't doing this. Do you know what,
1: job. it's like it's like a, a nightclub bouncer going up to, your drinks. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a nightclub bouncer going up to a guy who's bigger than him and just saying, "Listen, mate, you're gonna have to leave." Not throwing him out and you know cracking his skull on the pavement and stuff. It's like. Can you leave, mate, please? Dad. I
3: think it's more like, there's, there's a group of them, they don't want any bother, but it's like, like look, lads, just finish your drinks and go, we're not going to serve you again.
2: Yeah, but well, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> we have right a, great- a i
3: <laughs> with me, what?
1: <one. laughs> don't you know who he is? How do we... I mean, listen, I, I spoke to two Norwegian journalists who came over, they're covering Leeds. We're still quite a big thing out there in Scandinavia. Move on, let's move on. Their, their big paper, VG, it covers Leeds quite a lot. And... I found myself talking to these poor gentlemen for two hours and you realise that when you tra- start trying to explain what's happening at Leeds, that the story just widens and widens until you sound like a gibbering madman.
2: Yeah.
1: How, what's... By the how... time you get to
2: Vern Troyer, people generally have switched off.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, we we knew this was going to happen. How do we now go forward from this? Well,
3: the reason it's happened is because the Football League eventually managed to get hold of the full judgment, which... Johnny Coconuts has had for a while and they were asking for and he was going no I don't think so you should see what it says if you knew what it said you'd know I'm not giving you it and I think eventually there was some threat that if we didn't it would be breaching some other rules well we are actually
2: being separately investigated for breaching those rules which is nice I mean that'll be interesting if he's disqualified from owning the club but also charged by the football league he'll technically not would they still have jurisprudence Prudence over a him. Jurisdiction? Uh, I like prudence. Okay. It's more um, careful.
1: Well, well, the point of this is it's gone before the um, Independent Football Disciplinary Commission, which is an independent body away from the Football Authority. Who's
2: on that? Sean Harvey. <laughs> is it a commission of one? And they are considering Is it a witch hunt? Basically, can we just retranslate? It's um, the Independent Witch Hunt Commission of <laughs> Witch Hunts. Membership one.
1: Witchfinder General Harvey. Witchfinder Harvey. Is that what we're saying? Yes, it is, yeah. Uh, And they've been asked to consider whether Mr. Chilino and or Leeds United have breached league regulations relating to the timely disclosure of relevant information. Now, I would like to throw into this one a Hereford bomb uh, who have just been suspended from all football activities for doing pretty much this. That's worrying, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that is I mean it's good. It'd be nice to have no games over Christmas though.
1: That's true. Just yeah. relax, it's cold.
2: It? I mean it's turned really cold today. It's it, icy out. Everyone's there. always
1: asking for a winter break.
2: And to be fair, when we do play games we lose. Imagine if last weekend if you went to Whipswich and you lost us watch four one, imagine if the club had been suspended from that game and couldn't play in it. That'd been alright, wouldn't it? You just got pissed. Yeah.
3: What the thing that was was three yeah 3-0, so Better, same difference.
2: Yeah. yeah, so we may as well really just not bother. <laughs>
1: Shut it down. I'm going over to Sean Harvey's side. Shut it down. <laughs> so listen, he's been disqualified from, from owning and directing the club, but that expires in March, and he says he's going through the uh, the process of the appeals. And mm. From the League United statement, it seems that the Football League
3: have actually told him to just go away for a few months, because <laughs> the club have released a statement saying it's going to destabilise us because... It's just going to have to go away for a bit and then come back. Mm. It's not like
2: there's any. We're pretending even slightly that it's anything other than that. That is the letter of the rules, and I think that's part of why we've got court. Is that the football league have their rules? This is the way it works, and the process just has to go through. I think I don't think the rules were ever designed to take into account a somebody like Massimo Cellino, or b something like the Italian legal system. And so we do just have this perfect storm of a, of a case where the outcome of whatever the outcome of this yacht case is will be over and done within March. And so all the rules become irrelevant. But the Football League, because they have the rules, can't just go, ah, forget about it then. They have to go, well, we sort of have to do this. But then the pressure comes on. I think I know what you're about to say is that all the other yachts and Range Rovers and uh, stadiums that he has litigation pending. Uh, to do with are kind of a problem in the future, and it's whether whether this is an attempt or even just a simple fact that over the next few years, Massimo may be taking quite a few holidays <laughs> like this, and At what Eleanor point- is going to have to bone up on business management pretty quickly.
3: At what point does a conviction start expiring? Does it from the date of the original offence? It's or the, or the date is it of the-
1: A year on from the conviction in this case with the VAT evasion. But again, he's up for embezzlement, isn't he? Which carries, I think, probably a longer... David Egg's done six months for it. Expiry day. <laughs> a longer expiry day. Well, listen, this this all ties in. Let's move into the um, this, uh, in quote, we will say investment, which, if you spin back a week, there's been a lot of what I've described as window dressing. There's been a lot of stuff being going on for appearances' sake. Uh, Massimo flies out to Bahrain, speaks to GFH. He's photographed, giving a handshake to Hisham al-Raez. This wonderful new world of investment where he and GFH get on suddenly.
2: I think it was nice to see Hisham again. I'd missed him. I don't hold who care against him one bit.
1: And then suddenly... This, there's this north of £20 million investment, which Massimo went on record with Phil Hay and said that he had GFH's money in the bank. And as the information, particularly through the accounts, has trickled out, it appears to be the case that this money isn't in the bank. It's just been written off the next payment that he owes them in the next couple of weeks um, for buying the club.
2: Well, you yeah. know, banks. Banks are confusing. If the balance shows bank, Phil Hay. Have you met Vern? Phil? <laughs> Vern, Phil, Phil, Vern. Yeah,
1: This is Terry, by the way. <laughs> so th- there's that, and th- and then it's emerged today in the YEP, suddenly Chilino's standing down, and mm. um, this investment, everyone understands, is now on hold. So what's changed between everyone having the board meeting at Ellen Road yesterday and the fact that he went out to Bahrain, shook hands on a deal, got photographed and so on and so forth? This money isn't going into the club.
2: And Chilino also isn't standing down. He has said he will stand down if he has to. So there is still some... There's quite a lot of wiggle room there. It's like, oh, if they make me, I will. If It's for the, for the betterment of the club. It's basically said, for the betterment of the club, if he has to stand down, he will. But then he also said to me, one of the other quotes we have in the notes here is him saying, I'm very happy because we have fixed the club forever. I'm, Forever's a long time, Massimo. And it really lasted, how long did that last? About a day? Yeah, the it's club's called fixed. The club's um, not
3: fixed. He's learned from his past mistakes of making wild <laughs> promises about buying Ellen Road and, mm. but I mean we thought it was good when he said he'd buy Ellen Road.
1: I have now to he say, said the club is fixed forever. I have to say it strikes me that people have got a little patience actually with this whole thing now and him mm. and when you compound Bates and then what's happened with GFH and now we've seen the accounts that him doing this is not helping him is not helping anyone. I think, I think there's quite a lot of dissatisfaction now with this ever-changing story.
2: If you just think about the names you just mentioned, Bates and then, not so long ago, Hisham, as Bates likes to call him, Hisham, never calls him our A's, Hisham. If he's, if he's lucky enough to not be lumped in with the Arabs. Exactly. These are all people we thought were gone. And then we had, not so long ago, we had Bates coming on and basically saying, well, oh, me and Missimo, bottle of wine, radio... Prosecco, which is Italian for champagne, I think. <laughs> yeah, so they're all there. So he's back and they're mates. I don't think the hatred of... Uh, Gfh is quite at Bates's level simply because they they only seem to have stolen from no maybe legally I've been advised not to say uh, what I was about to say um, we we only had the pleasure of their company for a fraction of the time that we enjoyed uh, having Kenneth with us no matter how big an impact they have made may have made on our hearts and affections in that short time but we hate them all basically so we, but then Massimo goes from basically bringing Ken Bates back even, and, you know, allowances have to be made. If it's a court case. This was the best way to settle it. It's like Radio York should do there. Anybody listening to it? No. Bringing Ken Bates back, and then suddenly here he is with a newly rebranded GFH and here's his, his Shamarez shaking his hand. It's like, we're going to work together again. It's like, we don't actually know. We don't want you to work together with GFH. We want you to fuck GFH off forever. Go fucking home is GFH at the moment. Bates is back Basically, getting rid of the pair of them was priority number one. We were going to get this fabulously wealthy Italian who would just sort it all out. they both gone, and instead, they're more alive than they've ever been. It's like they're popping up out of their coffins in a ghost train. Part fashion. of the problem, I think, is and that it's that terrifying and that boring. It's not even a good ghost train; it's a bad one.
3: <laughs> they both Bates and Gfh are actually quite bothered about public image. Gfh for. The sake of still trying to pretend to be a, legi- a legitimate, uh, again legally, vehicle to put your money in. Well, would you? Would, would anyone in this room trust
2: Gfh with a penny of their money? No. That does not mean they're not a legitimate okay. banking they're option. A, they're a bank exclusively for idiots. <laughs> I'll back that. <laughs> if you're stupid, bank with Gfh.
3: Exactly. And Bates cares because for some reason he's sort of bothered about a legacy thing. He's, he's a massive thing nar- and he's, he's a narcissist, isn't he? And he wants to s- still <laughs> be... I'm glad you've got to the end
2: of
1: <laughs> no, nazi <I'm>... <laughs> <this>. <laughs> Yes, narcissist, I said.
3: So because has done a bad deal, he now has to deal with his people, and sometimes that involves pretending he likes them, mm. whereas I'm sure in reality he doesn't.
1: People who had reservations about Chileno had reservations about Chileno for this very reason. Mm. The fact that he's now been banned, and we knew this was going to happen ages ago. And the fact he did such a
3: shit deal that Jeff H is still hanging around, despite only only 25%. They seem to have more control than he does.
2: Yeah, this was always the worry from the start. I mean, as mad as he is, and as uh, potentially and historically perhaps dangerous as he might be, and as questionable as his reputation and credentials are, a 100% owned Massimo Cellino Leeds United would be fine. I'd take that. If he could just get rid of the ghosts, um, I'd give him every chance in the world. But the problem was you could see the way it was going when he was coming in, that that's not what he was doing. It's a bit like when GFH took over and the first thing they said was, well, we'll be keeping Ken and Sean with us, uh, to advise us, and we're going to make Ken president, And but honestly, it's a takeover. And there was a lot of feeling at the time that like, this is not a takeover, this is just a take most over. and
1: It's a fake over. A fake
2: over. And we've got that again, which is, it's not done what everybody wanted it to do, which is just draw a line. Um, there's no so clean, start there again. is
1: no clean slate still, is there? Still?
2: No, that's what we need. Is We just need, as we discussed earlier, just to shut the whole thing down. Start, it's becoming an increasingly viable option. If we can't be fixed, although Massimo does say we he has fixed, well, we, him and GFH, have fixed the club forever. Next time it falls apart, there's a good case for just putting it down.
1: Moscow there, his, his fist hovering over the big red button. <laughs> <laughs> well, all this is against the backdrop of, a, of an ever worsening financial situation, and of course, we expected these accounts to be bad because we knew that GFH had d- destroyed the club. Basically, the next set of accounts they will show that the club's been fixed forever. Well, let's something to, to look forward to. Well, but we don't need to delve into all the figures here because I know there's a lot of it on that there internet. So, um, just remains to be said that there's a lot of debt piled against the club. Who do we owe it to? Most 20, of it, well, over 20 million to GFH. That's funny. And 16. What do million we owe, what do we owe it to them for? They've not said, have they? Stuff and that. They've just gone.
3: Yes, yes.
1: Well, they claim it's for money that they put in. Um, but
3: no one, no one. There doesn't seem hmm. to be any record of the money going in, does there? That seems to be the main issue.
1: Not in the accounts it, that have been been made public, but it's been looks a little bit that, looks yeah. a bit a little
3: bit like the uh, Yorkshire Radio Post-it note debt, but mm. just popped up mm. in the administration.
1: Yeah, yeah, debt debt De- can do that. You we know, we you do also, understand debt. We also right. owe uh, owe sixteen million to Massimo. If, What's if that he, for?
2: That's for buying us, isn't it? We owe him yes. £16 million pounds for buying us. We do seem to be racking up a lot of debts to
3: people. Where are people for, getting all this money from? How do I get us? involved in this?
1: And and uh, we, the club is now responsible for paying the remaining... Because the purchase price for the club was about £35 million. Mm. So we've had 15 or £16 million come in from Massimo. That's the first bit of it. There's still £20 million to be paid. That's now on the club, not on Eleonora Sport, which... May or may not be a typical thing to do, but it's one thing to be aware of that the club owes GFH, not Massimo.
3: How can you put all this money on the club when the club doesn't have any money?
2: You can just say that it's going to have that money later when the bills come due. Can I we'll be in the Premier thing?
3: League. Can I, I borrow a million pounds and say, look, I'm good for it? When- <laughs> this is going to be fine.
2: Well, you can't, because no bank in its right mind would give you or Leeds United a million pounds. However, if you own the club... And are essentially loaning it a million pounds of your money. You can be a little bit more confident about how you might be able to get it back. I think that is sort of how it works. Certainly, it's why Gfh haven't gone anywhere because they've got 20 million quid owing, so they're not going to they're not going to get out of it in time. So as soon as we do get 20 million quid, it, there will
1: be the term a, owing is um uh, it's debatable. loose, loose isn't yeah. it? I wouldn't I wouldn't say we owe them a, a penny. One thing of note of this board meeting that happened yesterday in Leeds where they discussed whatever it was they discussed. And possibly, didn't settle the things they were going to settle. Yes, and Massimo standing down. Uh, <laughs> in a great piece of comedy timing by David Haig, um, served the two Patels, Jinesh and Celine Patel, with high court writs as they entered uh, Ellen Road. That was done by a private detective. Da, da, da.
2: And with it being David Haig, I can only imagine that private detective was wearing a trilby hat, was wearing a long trench coat, and did serve the papers with the words, how do you like them apples?
3: I was picturing uh, Magnum
2: personally. What, a, an ice cream?
3: No, Magnum, <laughs> Magnum oh, P.I. okay, right. Yeah.
2: Hawaiian shirt, yeah. Tash. <laughs> I prefer my version. Yeah. Here's your writ, Janesh. How do you like them apples? And uh, because I don't want to leave a bad impression, I bought everybody some ice creams. And also, well, there's a a few drinks and nibbles over on the side. So we we can discuss this like gentlemen. David, David's very annoyed over there. You know, he's really having a very tough time. He's he's sent a personal message uh, through me that he really, really... Awfully He's like restricted
1: it. to 14 hours of internet access a day.: <laughs> Yes,
2: he would really like it awfully much if you could just let him out um, and perhaps these writs then would, would uh, we'd just forget all that silly stuff have you if, if you look if you on, you... on the back of the writ
3: there's the um, there's actually the, the name and address of the um, the, the policemen at, who are keeping him there, and he wants to just send them send them some gifts to their family because they've done such a lovely
2: job of incarcerating him. He's very grateful.: We've put a lottery ticket in every envelope as well because we we're, we're all we could all get lucky. Share the winnings if you win, eh, lads?
1: Um, anywho, the, all this appears to be putting everything else out the club on hold. It's still over. What else what is we, there? Well, we don't have an ass man yet. We don't have an assistant manager. It's been thought, fixed. What was, Eleonora, about what was Eleonora for if it wasn't for ass? How'd she'd she step up? I was going to say she's not a man. Um, <laughs> we don't have an ass man. Eduardo, yeah. get those trunks on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if there was some way we could combine Nora and eduardo into one genetic entity perhaps <laughs> i they, think they might be. <laughs> Perhaps they could work on it together we might have to wait what no let's not um put that negligee on eduardo <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we probably need an assistant manager i think it's showed we probably need an assistant manager we need somebody to sort of just say the Redders, i'm not sure billy sharps the right answer here neil i'm just going to make a note Defending Corners will do that this week. Um, He needs that kind of help.
1: Uh, Speaking of Ipswich as well, Noel Hunt scores (laughs) on his debut within seconds. (laughs) Isn't it just sods law? A very Leeds United thing to do. 22 goalless months for Leeds United. Steps onto the pitch for Ipswich. Scores within seconds.
2: Good goal as well. He'll be a league top scorer as Ipswich get promoted and probably have a successful season in the Premier League next season with his brother.
1: I was thinking this about the Ipswich
3: game. If you took the entire Ipswich squad, coaching staff, put them at Ellen Road, where do you think we'd be in the league? 15th. Exactly.
1: (laughs) How do you explain it? You can't. It's not... I I couldn't explain I. I, How do you... You don't know where to start.
2: Mm. Well, we met Mick McCarthy and we said to him, do you ever fancy the Leeds job? And he sort of said, yeah, he'd love to manage Leeds, but wouldn't ever in a million years. This is why McCarthy is a canny character and he knows that if he came to Leeds United he'd end up like Hockaday his reputation in tatters Hockaday didn't have
3: a reputation to be in tatters
2: true alright McDermott McDermott having to work his way scouting job at Arsenal we're not going to let you manage anything because we've seen what happened at Leeds scouting see the place he fucking bought Oh, come
1: on, they weren't... They, they were won't. awful players. No, he, got, he gave his wish list out and he got 10th choice on every, every list, didn't he?
2: Why were they on any list? Luke Murphy's first on my list.
1: Uh, speaking of the Hawk, he, he's desperately uh, wanting a return to the game, isn't I he? I thought he
2: was back in the game. What more does he want than Swindon Supermarine? Well,
1: maybe, I mean, I, I know it's going to be hard to suppress, uh, surpass Sorry, Swindon Supermarine with such a uh, titanic name. Um, I don't boom, know. Boom. Uh, yes. He he's, he's looking to get back in because he's he's going to get right back on the horse basically, isn't he, and get going again.
2: I love. I mean, I kind of miss him. Redders is all right, but he's not on this level.
1: There's no comedy value in reders is there?
2: Well, he said because you want him to succeed. I now have a mountain of experience behind me. Didn't he have? A, didn't he bring that mountain when he arrived? That was pre-season oh, in Italy. I think forty Years, man and boy, how is he... Do you notice
3: as well, the phrasing of it, the mountains behind him, because he's climbed the mountain.
2: Yeah, he's he's, so he's, now he's the, over the top. He's yeah. on the downward slope. <laughs> Imagine. So for the last few weeks I have been starting to network strongly. What does that even mean? Has he just been phoning up... It ever- means he's... Hi, is that Harry Redknapp? Yeah, uh, Dave Hockaday. No, it, Dave. no.
1: it means he's been to Knutsford Services and got some business cards printed off, hasn't he? At one of those machines and he's handed them out. Um, we'll get a joint one, Junior. We'll get a joint one. And I'll get back, back into the Football League at whatever
2: level. I, I imagine it's going to be in, a low level. I imagine it's going to be non-league. For, hey, man, if you've just pitched up as you went from getting sacked at Forest Green to Leeds United and then to, what is it, special friend of Swindon Supermarines, like a <laughs> mascot, and then saying, yeah, I'll, I'll just get back into the Football League at whatever level. I mean, the Fulham job might come up again. I think Ipswich, Mick McCarthy, I think he's ready for a break. I might just take over there. The Copcat's back. <laughs> he is, yes. Steve McLaren, I mean, he lost to my Leeds team at the weekend. Perhaps if the Derby, uh, Derby board are looking for a change, I might be the man. But I'll, I'll, go into the, I'll go into the Football League at whatever level. I'm not fussy.
1: Well, he's going to kick on. He's going to do what he does, which is, of course...
2: <laughs> talk about himself? <laughs> Coaching. Oh, OK. Because he's a coach. He's, he's, a, he's a coach's coach. And he does coaching. (laughs) I'd love to find out which coaches in football regard Dave Hockaday as their coach. Um, FA Cup,
1: way! 1973, way! Do we have to? Never going to hear the end of it. Well, Sunderland away. Do do you know, by the way, do you know how cold it is in Sunderland? It's right by the sea. It's Mm. very cold in January.
2: Yeah, it's not going to be good for Tavares, is it? Or any of the others.
1: (laughs) Hey, what is this place?
2: (laughs) I don't know, it's one of those, it's not. It's a difficult draw to get excited about because they're a Premier League team so could well beat us, but also we don't really want to lose to Sunderland, like Sunderland mm. feel like a team we should beat, but then they also are better than us, but then they're also mm. shit.
1: I know what you so, mean. Yeah, it's what it is. Is it, it's actually vaguely winnable. It's not like getting Man City, where you think we've got no chance. Let's just make a decent fist of this. Mm. It's actually there's potentially you never know if we if the conditions are right, then we might sneak a win. We otherwise. won't. But you fear a pace. Thing. It's potentially
3: yeah. one of those depressing games, though, where you just you realise how much better a shit Premier League team is than
2: us. Mm. Early goal for Sunderland. Say in the first like seven or eight minutes, and then early- Connor Wickham. Uh, yeah. Another one just before half-time Connor Wickham Come back out the second half Sort of go through the motions Until there's a third goal Connor Wickham's hat-trick Just in like the 85th minute And then you have to play out And then the referee Will get to 90 And he'll, he'll suddenly have Six minutes of injury time
1: Connor you Wickham penalty
2: Make it four
1: Yeah, yeah. On the plus side off.
2: We're going to get loads of tickets
1: That's true we got 7,000 we get I think don't we? How yeah. much is it going to cost? I is, hope. I hope they're not forty-one pounds. Is the
2: other relevant question? Have you seen while we while we've been on air? Duh, 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 breaking, uh, breaking. Wigan's players have agreed to subsidise fifty percent of the cost of the Wigan fans' tickets. Uh, first five hundred, isn't it? First and last five hundred, where Wigan <laughs> are concerned. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's that's a lovely gesture. I do like. I mean, uh, it's missing the point, though. Surely, if you are
3: trying to protest against
2: expensive tickets,
3: you don't want someone to part fund them. You want the tickets to be cheaper.
2: Well, as um because I have read this news off Twitter, I may as well just turn to Twitter for the news. LUFC Dan instantly said, um, I hope we put the tickets up to seventy two pounds. <laughs> now we <that, laughs> now we found out that they're being fifty percent subsidized. Oh, superb. But um yeah, I mean how what were we thirty-six ridiculous amount of money to be charging anybody to watch a football game. Not if you
1: we've can Bates. Ever. Not if you can Bates. Well, we, Ken... were there, we were there years ago with Kenneth, weren't we? You get a yeah.
2: premium seat though.
3: You're in the you're in the almost brand new West Stand. You don't only West
1: Stand B is practically on the road.
2: You don't only get the experience of watching Leeds United lose to your team, but you get to experience what football was like in the late fifties. Wooden seats. It's like it's a little bit like a trip to Beamish.
3: On the plus side, you can actually direct your anger at Ken Bates because you can see directly into the upstairs of his uh, his lair above Subway.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Ken, it was his birthday. Yeah, should we, do, should we do? Let's do the let's do the weekly Ken listening to Ken Bates, so you don't have to. There's been another one since then. He
2: keeps doing this. He's dropping the bomb just before we come on air, which is unfair. But um, yeah, just give us a couple of weeks. We'll catch up if there's anything interesting. It looks like he's saying that people who blame Harvey for what's going on at the moment are idiots. So that's kind of uh, a throwback to the old days, in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Bates calling these fans idiots. Let's see if he's still. He using actually used the weed. phrase morons. Did he who mm. what was he talking about
3: the people who were blaming Harvey oh, okay and also he, there was it was very much implied that he has recently spoken to Sean Harvey because he was advising him that if there's decisions to be made at the football league about mm. this he should step away from them
2: i was intrigued by that anecdote because he did kind of have the air of he'd phoned up Sean to give him some advice and the the image i had in my mind was of Ken talking into a phone, much as he does when he talks on Yorkshire Radio, and at the other end just a phone, just on the sideboard. nobody <laughs> like sure off on his on his landline, maybe on his mobile, just doing some business. And if you board meeting about, he's still going. Uh, is dinner ready yet, Ken?
3: You don't pay my wages anymore. Don't give a shit. <laughs>
2: yeah, basically.
3: I'm willing to work for whoever pays me the most money.
2: Speaking of people who ring up ignorantly not knowing what they do, I do quite like the way he introduced the topic of um, Massimo Cellino, where he says, unlike some people who phone up talk sport, (laughs) I don't know the facts or the details and can't really comment. So that's good. After the interview ended there, after three minutes on uh, Radio Yorkshire, Yorkshire Radio, whichever they are, They just, right, thank you very much, KB. If you've you've got no opinion on the matter, that's fine. (laughs) However. Yeah, and he goes on for ages. He can't really comment because he doesn't know the facts or the details. So he comments.
3: comments. (laughs) Massimo did that as well the other week, though. What was he saying? He was outside the East Stand. Someone from Calendar accosted him and he went, he went, no comment, as he got out of the car and went, actually, fuck it, have five (laughs) five minutes if you want. Was
2: was just five minutes of a lead salute. Yeah, singing, did, marching did, on together he do Hey, I
3: love this club I think he said that We march on together I think yeah. is how we how finished it This the... club, I love this club but Anyway, he was quite. He was in quite a good mood with Ken, actually, on this one He was mm-hmm. not too... well, his birthday? Well, he was just pl- not... he's, he's pleased to get another number there A number up on the old uh, scoreboard, isn't he? He's really? not too vindictive And you'll never guess Where he's going for his birthday No Which restaurant? No There was, there was a three-minute build-up To this revelation, yeah, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, no. I stopped listening There was some build-up It went into and,
2: the Irish Civil War, didn't it? Uh, do you know what it's called? No, well,
1: Bates Restaurant. (laughs) Amazing.
2: It is actually worth at this point if we do want to have a little bit of audio from it. it? Is to have the um, the laughter of the presenter at that point. And what do you think it's called?
1: You tell me. Bates Restaurant.
2: <laughs> Amazing! Amazing!
3: <laughs> oh, I nearly crashed the car when I heard that. It was so funny, hilarious. Um, no, but I don't think you've got it because that's his name, Bates.
1: Ah, oh, I, <laughs> I get it now. I get it, I get it now.
2: <laughs> KB. V. You're listening to Radio Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't don't commit suicide. <laughs> Um, in amongst the other stuff he's mentioned in this one um apparently it's the Yorkshire consortium's fault for us not owning Ellen Road and Thorpe Arch. He had no time <laughs> to buy it back. No um, no grudges being born there. No um he likes George Osborne which is a shame. It's a surprise. The, and it was a valuable life lesson Michael, a, vali- a very valuable life lesson.
3: Yeah, um he says about of George Osborne because he blames the going into uh, previous grievances, blames the Labour government uh, Course in power does, from yeah. from 1997 yeah. obviously um for spending too much. Um, because that bill gets passed on to future generations,
1: so he's basically
2: saying don't spend future income. Who did correct? Well, out of interest about bills being passed on to future generations, weren't we nearly wound up the other week because of a bill from a, a past owner that hadn't been paid?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I do you know whose fault that was? The Arabs. <laughs> Arabs.
3: Yeah. Uh, also, in the accounts, it was. Um, turned out that no had to repay a loan of £1.5 million borrowed from
1: enterprise insurance. And borrowed on. by the Arabs, probably. <laughs> Isn't it the case that sponsors normally give you money? That always
2: amused me about that debt. Not,
1: not the other way around. Yeah.
2: yeah. The, uh, it's also worth pointing out that he, uh, he, he refuses the idea of getting back um, involved with Leeds United. Uh, yeah, he has. Oh, no! I have no wish to return to Leeds United. That makes millions of us. He apparently spent eight years... 55 hours a week, bloody hard work. Oh. I mean, work like that could kill some people. Wasn't he, oh. wasn't
1: he normally drunk? Eventually. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, what well, is 90 days a year that he's allowed in the country? Yeah, he yeah, said
2: yeah. that his uh, his consortium, he described him as, said put uh, 30 million into it and lost it all. Which, I mean, uh, surely it wasn't the narrative a while ago that he was the best businessman ever. And, uh, and yeah, he put 30 million pounds into Leeds. And lost it all. But in return, we have a premiership ground that's very similar to the ground we had before all this um, and <laughs> have cleared out all the Ridsdale debts because, I mean, really, if that Ridsdale debt was hanging around the club... if. You know, that might be dragging our finances down.
3: You've got to look at the great business practices he used to get rid of the debt as well.
2: Losing £30
3: Well, just putting
1: us into administration. That sorted it out, didn't it? That sorted it right out, didn't it? Anyway, um, he's not into the BBC Sports Personality of the Year, possibly down to his political leanings. Well, yeah, his exact words on this are, "Bugger the BBC! Um, And
2: he he actually, he almost loses it because the... uh, the presenter, we still haven't worked out his name because I think he's too ashamed to, to tell anybody, starts off by saying, uh and there's the annual uh uh sports personality of year organized by that uh that other institution, the uh broadcasters, and uh you hear Bates suddenly still going, he's talking about the bloody BBC, he's talking about it's uh, the BBC, In my commercial and he, station. And he can barely he can barely contain himself until uh until eventually this guy asks me, he says, So we've uh We've decided that instead of uh, the BBC sports personality, the BBC, the BBC, we'll have our own per- sports personality. That's a good idea, isn't it? Can Bugger the BBC, Radio okay. Yorkshire sports personality.
3: There, ceremony will be held in Monte Carlo.
2: <laughs> We're giving away a free ticket. <laughs> you can pay for your own travel. Because it's more flexible. He bigs up the competition to win a, a seat in his box at a Leeds United game, which you told me earlier that... You I didn't win! You didn't I win. I entered. Um, Did you two enter? No. I I'm s-
3: encouraging you all to enter, because I wasn't going to waste a pound on that. I bet eventually
2: we'll win. The point at which I... Not many
3: people are listening to this.
2: The problem is, you do realise that if you if you go, you can't take a guest. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> he actually specified I had to come here, so I stopped listening to it. It's um, an opportunity but, to make new friends. But pr- Yes, he was saying... <laughs> there's about eight people go every time and it's an opportunity to meet other Leeds United fans and that oh, is if
1: only there was a stadium that served that purpose <laughs> and that is why
2: Fucking and that is why uh, if you do win the competition you will get one ticket not <laughs> not two because I mean most of the time it is to win a pair of tickets to whatever a pair yeah. of tickets to this Monaco, tickets Monaco Grand Prix Monaco Grand, Grand, Grand Prix. Prix for example with no travel
3: Probably but never uh, wants to bloody go to anything with him
2: <laughs> One one ticket's fine so ever the heart of generosity. How um, many?
3: How many listens this week? Views: two hundred and twenty-two. Uh, when I listened, marvellous. Yeah.
2: And if, uh, so now there is the new one out that I'm sure will be creeping upwards to similar figures. Uh, but don't bother. Don't put yourself through it. We will continue to bear this burden until we get sick of it. Frankly.
1: Now I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but is we, this about the award? It's about the award. We won an award. Now listen seriously. Thank you. We seriously won an award. We did. We did win an award, and we celebrated very effectively, I thought. But I want to say from the get go, thank you very much if you voted for us, if you listened to our wise advice and voted for us from it's, all of your devices. It was. It's really appreciated. Thank you so much. It so is,
2: on that, we have railed against the idea of the public vote on here and whenever we go down there and we grab Gareth from the FSF and sort of say, the the rules are wrong. Um, but this time it was more like, yeah, keep these rules because we've worked out how to win. And how we did win is because uh, lots of readers and listeners obviously like the magazine and us enough to say we'll help you win. And you did. And that was what, uh, what made it really, really good. Because it wasn't so much that we beat uh, United We Stand or we beat Stand or anybody else. It was more that You lovely people.
1: Well, bothered to do it. You didn't have to. Bothered to to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: basically it. um, Which is fairly unbelievable. So, thanks. Weird, weird people.
3: One man whose votes sadly didn't count. Oh, yeah. But we were told about him voted 500 times. (laughs) (laughs) He voted 500 consecutive times. Just going, vote back, vote back, (laughs) vote back. From the same IP address. Just, okay. time. just for us and not if for anything else if you're listening um, and it was you get in touch, we'll give you some advice about proxy servers next time, <laughs> if you want to spend your time doing it, yeah. all for it we'd rather it counted, all for it but you might as well you might as well use your time wisely, get yourself set up with some proxy servers
1: <laughs> but listen it was, it was a day that started off on quite a downer actually wasn't it because we got the news of Massimo's disqualification, I thought you meant because Eamon came to my office, well yeah that, that poor Irish boy flew over first thing in the morning didn't he yeah that was a joyful start to the day um but yeah we, we all met at the train station at lunchtime didn't we and and we just found out that the, the football league had disqualified Chilino. so it was kind of a weird feeling at, at first because I was going to we said we were going to try and capture some audio last time we were here and it just completely took the wind out of the sails didn't it really
2: well it was when you talk about ups and downs of being a Leeds United fan we found oddy we did ups and everybody's happy and we're celebrating and joyful. And we think, thinking, oh, we'll get the podcast back together. The, the gruesome foursome, as I believe we're not known. And uh, and then we just found out about, uh, yeah, the, the qualification, and disqualification. And um, I, I remember distinctly, I think it was you had it exactly right, that we were going down to London to be in a room full of people who already were all going to be like, what's happening at Leeds then? Yes. And instead, it was going to have that extra pressure of, So what's happening at Leeds then today? And it was just like an extra element that... So just started drinking, really.
1: Well, we did. We started, drinking that, that and did, ignoring that it. That did start on the train, didn't it? Amongst a few of you, um, and we got to London. What
2: about? <laughs> I like the way you rise above, it. Yeah. amongst a bunch of you, a few of you riffraff. Well,
1: uh, Michael did offer round a drink, uh, off round a spare drink, I think, and it just it got stolen from my grasp, so I couldn't have it myself. But we, well, we got to be fair. We started drinking at five thirty, so it was a fairly early start. That's mm. PM. That's PM, by the way. It's
2: not an early start for later away days. No, that's
3: true.
1: It's a pitiful time. <laughs> it, was, those- it was an evening kickoff, though.
2: Some of us were going True. strong on the train.
1: Yeah, um, so we got to London, um, dumped our stuff at the apartment, and we went to the to the pub at 5.30 and hit the beers, and we went into the awards and saw some actual, genuine, famous people and celebrities. Martin Tyler was there, Robbie Savage. Uh, Sergio Aguero,
3: he missed out the, the obvious main, most famous, possibly best footballer in Britain.
1: I thought it was a bit desperate of him trying to get photographed with us. That was a bit, bit needy.
2: I mean, he, he did it in a nice way, so I didn't mind... I didn't mind signing that autograph for him, and but I'm pretty confident he won't be on eBay.
1: And it was nice to get. We got fr- we got a free beer when we arrived, didn't we? Just one, free beer <laughs> when we got there. Very posh hotel. Um, by the way, a little fact for you: the hotel we were in, the Renaissance Hotel at Saint Pancras, is the location that the video to the Spice Girls "Wannabe" was filmed. Why didn't we know that at was the it time? was stairs. We could Downstairs. have stairs. We could have recreated it. Wait, I know. I discovered this afterwards, but yes, I think you said a
3: facelift since then. It looked made it look like a dingy office block. Or something. You told about Jerry Halliwell. It was
1: it was it was owned by British Rail. It was used as rail offices, but um, it was made safe at some point. I think in the nineties, and they filmed there in in the mid to late nineties for Wannabe. So there you go. I'll tell you what I want. What I really really want. What I want is you to have told us that before we got there. I didn't know before we it got there. It would have there. changed everything. Anyway, it's nice enough now that beers are seven pounds a pop. So we stuck to the free wine, didn't we? That was uh, that was one thing we kind of objected to. Very anti-Yorkshire prices, bordering on racist. I thought. Do you remember
2: the, we got to the point with that um, waiter where he was actually like, "I'll try and find you some free beer if it's <laughs> going to be such an issue," and uh, and he failed. But um, we ended up tipping him quite ridiculously, because after we'd won, I think we all got quite Derek DeLarge. So after trying and failing to get us any beer that probably would have cost £7, I don't know what that would have cost the the lot of us, but he did get away with like a £20 tip. uh,
1: (laughs) Thanks for trying here, Avlis. Anyway, it was free wine, so we made the most of that, and um, we were on a table of eight, weren't we? Seven of us were Leeds fans, there was one poor Ipswich fan. Who was there on his own, yeah.
2: the man from the real FA Cup? Lovely fellow, actually. Um, even if his opening question was kind of like, "So, what's going on at Leeds then?" But we talked him, talked him through it. And uh, no, he's a good, uh, good chap. He seemed. He did sort of go away after we, <laughs> after we won and became increasingly obnoxious. <laughs> I noticed that he kind of like finished his food and went and then came back at the end to sort of congratulate us again and like okay yeah sorry,
1: probably a wise sorry, move Damon. well we were we were the sixth award out of eleven and there were breaks in between weren't there for the very various...
3: I, I didn't notice there were any after hours was... <laughs> no, no. We, I'll be okay. honest
1: I completely stopped watching after that it kind of goes back to the point of being obnoxious and yeah. just chatting away and again on Twitter and stuff but we were sixth out of eleven I was quite drunk when that award was announced mm. Stayed on your feet though, didn't you? Not well, like Adriano over there. Well, yeah, so i flip flopping around at the back of the stage. It wasn't video footage
2: exists. It wasn't the booze. It was there's like a gutter at the back where you wouldn't you would expect any normal stage just to run to the curtain at the back and there to be a join. Instead there's just like a foot-deep gutter filled with hot lights um, (laughs) that I I ended up in. Tried to drag uh, famous illustrator Joe Gamble down with me, also famous author John Howe, um, (laughs) were both kind of... I remember... The way I remember it was that I was scrabbling around on the floor in this gutter, grabbing at people's ankles, trying to get up thinking, shit, I'm ruining it. This is... And thinking that like you would (laughs) all... This is my moment. Yeah, that you would all kind of walk off having (laughs) received the award and made a speech (laughs) and i would still be just like doing the the worm trying to drag myself back on stage
1: um covered in hot hot melting (laughs) lights
2: so there was like there was several degrees to panic one i don't want to miss this two i don't want anybody to see so i don't want anybody to go And me but then we watch it on the video i am only down for like a second or so and then i'm Mm. back up again which i think
3: the angle is very kind to you because you don't. We don't. You don't see the fall at all. You're just hmm. one second, you're there. The next, if you if you weren't watching out for you disappearing, I don't think you'd notice. No, it's like the video of people throwing a ball around, then a bear walks across the screen, and you're not going to notice the bear. It's a bit like
2: that. <laughs> what you do also notice on that video though are the boos um, that <laughs> ring around the room when we when it was announced that we'd won. Which I didn't notice when we were there. I didn't either. No, I, was, very-
1: I, I was profoundly drunk. <laughs> It was brilliant,
3: though, wasn't it? Boom. United We Stand They take 13 people, mm. so...
2: Yeah, they okay. came. Uh, didn't win, though, did they? <laughs>
3: <laughs> they came and spoke to us, actually, and they were quite Great. nice, really. Quite gracious about it. Yeah, that, well,
2: yeah. he was trying to uh, persuade us. He was, like, trying to rebrand Alan Smith, because, again, you're good with names. What's the chap's name from... Andy Mitten. Andy Mitten. that no,
1: it, it was Rob, I think, who we spoke to.
2: Oh, OK. Well, whoever it was also writes for 442 and has apparently done a big interview with Alan Smith, in which he... Uh, Comes across as a lovely guy and talks about how leaving Leeds. and It sounds like it's the same old story. Like Peter Lorimer held a gun to my head and marched me into a taxi, and had to do with the good of Leeds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The stuff about Peter Lorimer and guns is entirely. If if four lawyers don't let that in, I can guarantee that um, what's his face from United we stand definitely said that happened um, and was prepared to go to court and argue that it happened. He said it was a broken whiskey bottle to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey we didn't break the trophy speaking of broken glass things um, that, that's always a good a good thing I think the FSF have learned from my mishap in the first year and yeah. they have given out metal trophies from good metal.
2: solid metal good yeah, uh, yeah. which it's-
1: we still have Couple like, of
2: scuffs. Yeah, I think it adds to the charm that we have managed to chip it and stuff <laughs> it. Yeah, I kind of wandered around with it for a couple of days because one, for the, in the first place, there wasn't really room for it in my bag, and second, I just kind of got to like the feel of it in my hand. It's a big. It's got a plinth, and then there's a, there's like a circle set on the plinth with the FSF logo player inside. So it is. Nice to hold. It's good just, to grip. It's yeah, nice, yeah, you can just swing good, it by your side. Get a purchase on it. I think we all had to go it on the, on the night. We we certainly didn't uh, have anywhere to put it as we paraded it around North London in the rain, singing
1: songs. I think I, I may have. I passed uh, Martin Tyler in the corridor on the way through from being interviewed for the FSF. I may have high fived him because uh, he was going to get interviewed after me. He, he it was his second award as well, and our mm. second award. So I think we we exchanged words on that, and I may have got a high five from Martin Tyler. I'm sure he recognised you. Mm. Well, yes, like, oh, so these guys. All right, Dan. Do you remember
2: us being uh, kept away from Robbie Savage by David Conn? Yes. In a, lads, leave
1: it, lads, just leave it, We, leave were, tr- we were trying to get him to hold a makeshift Free Hague banner, which he was dissuaded. I, I think we were within I moments mean, of getting He would have done it because he he's an it. idiot. He's a, he's a, he's a cretin. That was God? basically, done it.
2: David Conn's entire point was basically, Robbie Savage is too much of a cretin to look after himself <laughs> Don't do this to him. And it, I didn't catch any of what went on, but apparently there'd been beef in the room between him and, I think, Glenn Barry Denning. And we didn't, weren't aware of that. And instead, we just had David Conlock like, basically saying, look, lads, Robbie's suffered enough tonight. Leave him alone. And I remember saying, "That's
3: like, <laughs> It's just better. <banner>. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, having a laugh
1: it's <laughs> what he would probably have said did, was, you, um, did, did you do your impression to it <laughs> <laughs> anyway the night concluded didn't it it was very good we ended up back in the apartment at some un- unforsaken hour uh, oddy in his pants having thrown up
2: it was nice was, to see him though wasn't yeah, it it
1: was it was lovely yeah we saw a lot of him we saw an awful lot of him Tuesday was fairly hideous but it was nice to come back mm. um, you, you have just skipped over what the uh, was, the 5am feast yeah we did order a takeaway in didn't we I, well, I my, think it,
2: it was all you Michael panicked
1: <laughs> but you under, if, if you're familiar with this, the Just Eat website, justeat.co.uk I didn't know how big a 15-inch pizza
2: was. <laughs> how much did you actually spend?
3: Oh, it, was about, it was about £54.
2: And that, how many times did you phone them?
3: A few. I was hungry. It was taking ages. We
2: were basically...
3: It was, yeah, It was my. you were blaming me then for not arriving. They didn't
2: have an oven big enough, did they?
3: And then I had to go over the next day and like, grease all of my jumper because <laughs> I carried these pizzas upstairs.
2: Or... Made what felt like a mild order from Just Eat, then phoned them up, giving them dogs abuse on the regular, like every five minutes for it not well served enough, boo. because they clearly didn't have enough kitchen space to cook it all. And then when it arrived, barely being able to make a dent in it because we'd ordered a stupid amount of food.
1: That was all down to you. Um, you made the night for voting for us. Yeah, you vote. idiots. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for, for that. now. We uh, we really appreciate it. Um, same time next year, we'll win it again if we get nominated.
3: Which more next year. Because everyone else will be up in the game now.
2: I mean, United, we stand, didn't go go down there with 13 to lose, did they? They did, but that's not why they went.
0: Coming up.
1: Big story coming up then. Return of the Mac. Here it is. Return of the Mac. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Mac is back. Ross McCormack on Saturday, uh, 13th of December. They are one point behind us. They're 18th. A couple of places below us in the table. Mixed bag of form. Uh, we haven't faced him in the league for 10 years. It's all about McCormack, isn't it?
2: No. No? No. P- people will try and make it all about McCormack, but it's not really. It's just, he's just a player. When you say, will you applaud him? Will you boo him? I don't actually have to do either. I don't normally go through the opposition and just go, like, yep, cheer, boo, boo him, boo him, cheer him. Um, most of them, I don't know who they are. The only difference with Ross McCormack is that I, lo- I loved him once and still feel affectionate towards him. I'm sure if he scores... okay, let's just think back to Noel Hunt the other week. I'm sure when he scores (laughs) a hat-trick, he won't be giving it any sort of big celebrations... Um, and likewise, there's no reason for us to give him a hail of rotten fruit.
3: Did you not read the Twi- club Twitter account? He no longer wants to play for Leeds United. That's what it said.
1: Strengths and weaknesses um, from... Hang on a second. This... We haven't mentioned this in context of the awards. They won... Be, was it best blog they won or best something? I think it was best website. Yeah. Whoscored.com. Congratulations. You're, you're undermining the awards. The award-winning The award winning Who Scored. Our well, award was deserved. I think because we won, everybody who voted for it's us... probably true. ...voted for... It's basically our second award, this... The Mm award-winning who-scored.com.
3: Subsidiary of the square ball, some have said. To all (laughs) intents and
1: purposes.
2: What they have to tell us about uh, Fulham is that they rotate their first 11, so (laughs) there is still hope for Matt Smith to play in this game, even though he is technically on loan at Bristol City. But I think he's not just technically, I think he's actually on loan. If it's a big rotation, he may uh, get whipped back in by the vortex. Um, They're weak. At defending attacks down you, the wings. On the
3: style, you missed play the offside trap. Is that relevant? Antonucci.
2: Ah, well, Antonucci... Okay, so Antonucci's not going to score in this game. Let's make that clear right now. Um, however, Leeds will score because Fulham are weak at defending against attacks down the wings, and we've just been discussing how great Warnock and Byram are. We don't have any wingers. Warnock and Byram. They don't, you don't have to have wingers to attack down the wings. Wingers are dead. Wingers are dead. <laughs> I don't want to get all Hockaday on you, but uh, but then if you're going to acts like you've never read a coaching manual what do you expect you're going to get smacked down in this situation they're very weak at avoiding fouling in dangerous areas so that to me says um, that we can basically say this is going to be Tavares' last game of the season Um, (laughs) because if they're weak at avoiding fouling in dangerous areas they are going to foul him like fuck and they're probably going to foul him straight into hospital so wave the unicorn when it says dangerous
3: areas I think it means on the pitch not his body (laughs) Well, I'm going to at his grime. I think every Whack part. Whack him, of him of his, in his goolies. Uh,
2: <laughs> every part of his body is pretty much uh, at risk when he flops around like that. Um, coming back from losing positions is a strength, so we don't want to go ahead. But they're also good at creating chances using through balls, which is why when I read this originally, I thought it was about us. They're also good at finishing scoring chances, so I assume Ross McCormack haven't been playing. Mm. Hey, hey, yeah. you see? A little bit of uh, Ross ne- Banks. Bit,
1: bit of needle there, a bit of needle. Are we, we going to beat them?
2: I have no idea. I really don't know what to make of Fulham. I don't know what to make of Leeds. I
1: think that's the problem.
2: So it's two teams that we don't know what to make of them, except, I uh, thought, who's going to be the winner? Ross McCormack.
1: Football. Football will be the winner. Nah, Scor- high scoring draw.
2: You reckon? Yeah. Ross McCormack Hattrick, trick, Antonucci uh, blank. So it's going to be Ducara.
1: No, he doesn't look like scoring, mate. He
2: doesn't look like scoring, but he does score. And maybe he, uh, when he sees Tavares being stretched off, he'll just feel like he has to do it for Adrian. Do it for others.
1: Uh, OK, then on to Forrest away. We've not done too well against them. Last time we played them last season, we lost both games. It was, again, just after Christmas we played them. Um, it was the old 10-goal Tuesday against them as well. Yeah, mm. so we've not been in great form. But then again, I mean, they are only 10th at the minute. Um the three points outside the playoffs. On 29 points. We're on Sky as well. What's going to happen if we're on Sky? Do you remember Adam Clayton's debut?
2: That was against a to Nottingham Forest in the blue kit, and he looked terrible. As I said, a flashback to it. I don't know why. Maybe it's thoughts of Mirko Antonucci's beard.
1: Strengths, um, humiliating people in blue kits. Is that very strong at that?
2: <laughs> Lloyd Sam had a blinder that day he as did, well. He did, didn't he? Yes, he did. You're it right. was the time when everything felt like it was all going to come together. Lloyd Sam was going to be firing the ball onto Becchio's head. David Sommer, I think, was still with us at that point. Everything was just going great. Why can't we have those days back again? Listen, these Why do lot, we have to go to Nottingham Forest just before Christmas these and lose? Lot,
1: these lot, misspent aggression. Because Adrian will be broken against Fulham, mm. he won't get to play against Forest, so their their aggressive style misplaced.
2: Isn't a lot of that aggression just Andy Reid chasing pies? He's is just, he still even there? I don't know. I really I'm should pay sure some attention. He's never going to... Who's going to buy him? Us. We'll, buy, we'll give it another couple of seasons when he's just coming into his fat pump. Another, and we'll sign another, Andy Reid.
1: Another team that's good at coming back from losing positions, so let's make sure, again, we don't go in front um, in this game. But they're also good at protecting the lead. Ah.
2: I don't really know why, but I don't like Forrest.
1: Let's face I mean, Nottingham as
2: a whole gave us the minor strike, Neil Warnock... Chris Fairclough, but that was via Spurs. it from Nottingham. Um, not from Nottingham, but I believe Notts County is where he cut his teeth. Oh, okay. But then Howard Wilkinson also cut his teeth at mm. um, Notts County, and I like—I've always liked Howard's teeth. He has a good smile and Steve Hodge came from Nottingham Forest as well we wouldn't have won the league yeah, without Steve actually, Hodge
3: you're actually wittering like Neil Warnock i know now Howard's <laughs> teeth <laughs> <'cause laughs>
2: I remember Steve Hodge and, uh, obviously I mean some people say that uh, old Howard <laughs> he, uh, he keeps his teeth in the glass by the bed but uh, there's just a little joke I have with, uh, with Sharon when I'm uh, chasing her around with uh, Howard's teeth we call it the Howard's teeth game <laughs> and uh, we have a little little games between us do uh, me and Sharon that we like to uh, we like to play every evening when I, when I go home to visit because managing Crystal Palace I mean I'm in the Premier League now and obviously I'm up against the big boys, but uh, you know whether you whether you're Jose Mourinho or, you're, uh, or you or you you're near Warnock, uh, when you go home to your wife at night, then uh, all bets are off. Really, how do you reckon we're going to do in this one? Yeah, we'll lose. Christmas, of course, we'll lose.
3: <laughs> the old Christmas slump probably yeah. kicks in about now didn't we lose didn't we lose around christmas last year or was well the year before i can't remember last
2: christmas i uh, gave us rochdale away well the festive period no last christmas i gave you my heart and i definitely the very remember next losing, day I went to rochdale away i definitely away.
3: remember losing to forest on boxing day i think it's not
2: 29th it
1: was we got it on the 29th
2: it's not a time of the year i look forward to i mean and when all we do have to look forward to is a slump and all we've got to look back on is a 4-1 defeat then Chilino and, well, I was about to say Massimo Mochilino needs to crack out the Hollywood celebs and stat, uh, but he can't. I believe there is a specific Football League dispensation. Sean Harvey phoned Was and said, just to clarify, no more celebrities. I don't know. Yeah, because if, if he's trying to prove that he no longer has any more influence on the club, then Harvey Cartel turning up at <laughs> East End Reception, some, some Football League administrator will be phoning up saying, are we sure Miss didn't have anything to do with this? No, no, it's all Terry George. It's all Terry George. Mm, okay. Well, just just tell Patricia Arquette to go home and uh, we'll maybe have a chat in the week.
0: The Ken Bates, villain of the fortnight.
1: This is the fortnightly award that we give to somebody who has most contributed to our ongoing state of perpetual misery as Leeds United fans. First nominee, always Ken Bates. What's he in for this time? Um, Liking George Osborne.
2: Everything, yeah. well, basically everything above. Um, I think trying to run his own pers- Sports Personality of the Year competition. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. buggering the BBC, which um, they put a stop to that kind of thing, and generally just being Ken Bates.
1: His usual stuff.
2: Oh, no, actually, specifically having a birthday. No more of them, thank Ken you. Ken Bates, yes. <laughs> we've had enough of that. <laughs> Put a stop to it now. Yes. Okay. Um And don't wait until next year to stop it. Don't take a chance. Stop it now. Don't wait don't leave it until
1: sort of September next year. <laughs> who else who else is in this one? Robbie Savage, do you think, for not holding our free Hague side? Well, no, I mean, Or was no, that no, David Kahn's thing? We, are, right? we
2: have always been friends with David Kahn, because any International enemy of Ken Bates, uh, as he was, never an international enemy of Leeds United, is automatically a friend of ours. However,
3: I don't, think, I don't want to give it to Con because I think he made me feel like he was a grown up and I was really little. <laughs> That's why I want to
2: give it to him for <laughs> making me feel like a tiny child. Being we, told we, was off. Always, we were giggling with a sign that we made. <laughs> and he just <laughs> went,
3: "You silly boys." <laughs> we went, oh, sorry, Mister Con.
2: Uh, yeah, so put for for basically showing. Just how in the wrong we were. I think Con's nominated. For being a thoroughly being, decent man. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> an honourable man. Sean Harvey for his permanent. A repeat offender. For abstaining on that hump. vote. Yeah, what a ballless ball sack of a ball man. And uh, if you look at the. I saw a recent picture of him. Um, his neck is expanding at a, quite an alarming right has he got any birthdays coming up (laughs) (laughs) almost inevitably Uh, so Sean Harvey and also the whole corrupt football league for their relentless pursuit of Leeds United and um, our glorious president
1: can we nominate Adrian Tavares for his flop and up
2: no, because it was funny.
1: Okay. We should
3: really I mean, we should really criticise him.
1: We, we we've, criticised we've, we've criticized him, but we do we have to nominate him? That's the question. No,
3: probably not. Okay. He should probably get a three game ban though, something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, let's not uh,
1: let's not say that.
2: I say we just add it onto Varney's ban. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think the the world of football would be better off for it. Um, any other nominees you can think of? London That London. them I didn't like it Expensive
3: mm-hmm. Drinks were expensive A taxi was really expensive Tried to rip yeah. us off, didn't he? He did It's only because I refused to pay him the full amount that he... He, he, <laughs> that he didn't th-
1: rip that we off. didn't
2: that we did he didn't rip us off I remember walking to the hotel from our apartment and seeing we went through King's Cross where there are a lot of kind of uh,
1: prostitutes
2: prostitutes <laughs> and also like little you can see these windows into little sort of units and I saw a, a Mirko Antonucci basically sitting next to um, an inflatable palm tree in um, an office he was and an
1: artist I, I uh, think it was an art really? college wasn't it it's part of St Martin's College though. yeah don't yeah. sit
2: next to
3: a studied uh, sculpture there right okay
1: <laughs> so, are we saying all of London, or the taxi driver, or what, just, um, just London? Also, it may be like a 24-hour city. Yeah, we struggled to find a pub. although the pub, no, we're bloody open. The pub we did find at King's Cross was closed due to some sort of police incident, which we hadn't noticed until we got very close, <laughs> and the yeah. police lady told us to go away. Yes, we walked into it. Rattling the I'd doors. Can we come that? in with, we,
2: our, <laughs> with our heavy metal trophy? We actually walked in. We were halfway in before we <laughs> realised the place a was crawling whole with police. Surrounded
3: by police. <laughs> that, that's standard. It was the Houston Flyer, um... Regular away goes, will know know about it. And it's always full of police. So it looked, quite, it looked kind of standard to me.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, London on a Monday night isn't a good place. And also special mention for when we were in the pub at St Pancras Station, just over from the, the venue. Well, the first phrases I heard at the bar was, yes, he's a he's a big cheese at Google. And uh, yeah, I was like, what am I doing here? Idiots. What am I doing here?
3: I think we should probably nominate ourselves for talking oh. about the award too much. Do you think? Yeah. We've, have we inflicted misery Rattling on, on it. Is Rattling on about
2: it. This just a backwards way of giving us another award. <laughs> Ken Bates Villains of the Fortnight Award.
1: <laughs> We're winning this, aren't we? We're winning this award.
2: I do like winning awards.
1: Congratulations to us for winning the Ken Bates villain of the Fortnight Award. The winning,
2: double. Winning is a habit.
0: Any other business?
1: Finally, then issue five of the magazine comes out on Saturday against Fulham. Please do buy it if you are down and around Ellen Road. Otherwise, Tavares on the cover. Yeah.
3: an article about uh, our awards. Award. <laughs>
2: We're so sorry. <laughs> there is there is some other stuff in there to read that's very good. Uh, very John Howe's article about uh, taking dogs John Howe was there at the awards, wasn't it? Oh, the awards. Yeah, yeah it's good of John down. To come down. He's shared in mm, our glory.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so it's on sale on Saturday against Fulham at Ellen Road. Otherwise, you can buy it via the Squareball.net. Um, that's just about it for this one isn't it thank you so much and once again thank you for voting for us because we won an award and um, we just want to say thank you for taking the time to vote for us in that award ceremony um, and winning us the award an award we've got and an award we will treasure and an award hopefully we will be pestering you to win again next year fingers crossed um, thank you so much from me and from Michael bye bye and from Moscow goodbye enjoy the festive season regardless of your religious affiliation <laughs> enjoy winter where there's a bitter cold enjoy losing <laughs> and to
2: Fulham enjoy losing to Nottingham
3: Forest Sean and Ken in particular enjoy those Christmas trees If she you won't be getting one next year
1: we'll speak to you soon bye bye
0: the square ball podcast